It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, what's up, y'all? Appreciate y'all tuning in to the Grown Man Ish Podcast. It's your boy, Bowtie Fresh, Mike J. <clears throat> Sorry, we uh giving you a, a little bit later. I uh, had some some life things happen, so uh, we are recording tonight as opposed to Friday. So I know uh, we both have been uh, hit up by a few people uh, asking about the show and asking when we're going to record. So uh, definitely uh, we apologize for that, but we are back at it, um, giving you guys some content. want to have a good conversation tonight. Um, but definitely want to thank everybody who has been supporting the Grown Man-ish podcast, um, supporting us everywhere, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. Stitcher Radio, uh, so forth and so on, you know. We definitely appreciate the love, support. We appreciate all the listeners that have been uh, giving us some feedback, you know, emails, um, tweets, and and texts, and all that type of good stuff. So um, definitely appreciate the support. Um, So we encourage you to keep listening. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your family, your coworkers, whomever. Um, We are two brothers that will give you some uh, lighthearted entertainment and uh, touch on some real topics as well. So listen, subscribe, rate, review, um, give us some feedback. We'll definitely take all of that in. Um, But going forward, uh, we want to jump right in on to some of that uh, that damn Trump news. Um, Apparently this week, um, Mr. Trump has been doing a little little bit of a lot. Uh, He's been on his Asian tour or Asia tour, um, so visiting all the – uh, different countries over in that area of the world, um, your China's and uh, South Korea, so forth and so on. So um, he's been given a, a little bit of time on, on that side of the world. Um, I know that he has um, dropped a tweet um, about the haters and fools um, in the United States' relationship with Russia. So um, I'm, I'm sure that there was a lot to be said going into his visit with Russia. There's been a lot that has been said uh, post his visit with Russia and Vladimir Putin. Everyone has their own views and things of that nature. Um, but it's it's one of those things where you know it, it has to be talked about. Uh, you know, it's something that we got to get past as a as a country, as two countries. Um, the relationship that that Mr. Trump has, as as well as Mr. Putin. Um, also, just just the the fact that uh, they are two big leaders. There's a lot that's been said about you know Russia meddling in the United States um, presidential election and so forth and so on. I'm not real sure who the haters and fools are. Um, I'm sure that uh, he, uh, Mr. Trump, is probably referring to individuals who uh, continue to talk about uh, said alleged meddling and so forth and so on. Um, at this rate. Just as an American and just as an individual uh, human being, um, kind of tired of it. You know, it is what it is. I don't think we really need to be harping on the election or what may or may not have happened. Um, it is what it is. You know, uh, Mr. Trump is in office now, and we just we hope for the best. You know, I, I I've always said that. You know, I hope that he proves me wrong. I hope that a lot of the different things that go on, um, he's able to just prove me wrong and. 
um, keep it pushing and, and um, you know, so forth and so on. Um, but I definitely want to, um, you know, bring light to, to that. I definitely think that it's, uh, I'm glad that there's conversations and going on conversations going on uh, with regards to the two leaders in the countries and other countries just kind of getting to know what's happening. Um, Mr. Trump also dropped a tweet uh, calling Kim Jong-un short and fat. Uh, Kim Jong-un is the uh, leader of North Korea. Um, I'm not real sure what the particular or specific uh, name is for that they call their leader. I know it's not president. I don't. I don't think it's prime minister. I'm not sure. I, I'm just going to call supreme ruler because it sounds just as ill as as you know, or sounds just as ill as something that they would they would call someone over there. So, um, I do think that the tweet, you know, calling him short and fat was kind of petty, kind of childish, you know, especially being world leaders and certain things that we need to all shy away from. Um, so, but you know. We've come to a lot of us, or, or those of us in America, we've come to to know and and realize that uh, Mr. Trump can be very petty um, at times. Right, but I'm also, I'm back, um, he talked about conversation. Oh, Mike J. So I was uh, I was going in on some of the Trump news, and um, I'm glad glad you're able to join us uh, coming in. I know you're having some technical difficulty, so I was kind of just going in. So. Uh, shout out to the people, Mike. I'm gonna give you a little time because I've been just talking uh, as you've been working through that technical difficulty over there. All right, man. We appreciate it, man. Well, uh, hey, you know, like I said, man, it's every, every it's, it's always something. We definitely want to be able to give everybody some content. But uh, I guess before, I, as my computer, both computers are going down, I can give y'all kind of a little overview of my weekend. So for those who know, I'm another thing fighting out with fan and seeing them lose to the hated Miami Hurricanes was hurtful. I didn't get my blue and white Jordan 11s that I wanted. So this is a weekend full of disappointment and anger and angst that I was not able to do with everything I wanted. But, there's a bunch, you know, it's, it's definitely a blessing. We're definitely glad that everybody is tuning in for another episode. So I know you said that you were talking sure. about Trump, so I'm going to jump back, <laughs> jump in when you get done. So oh, wait, yeah. Sorry, I apologize. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was uh, – I was just talking about the the pettiness of calling Kim Jong Un short and fat. You know, just talking about the different oh, levels yeah, of petty man, of Mr. Trump. Hilarious. That's all. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I laughed when I heard that. I was like, "Yo, dude, is out here wilding." Like when I, was, I heard it, and then I read about it on uh on Saturday Night Live, and the brother who does the news was talking about it. But I mean, this thing, this man is talking about another head of state calling him short and fat because he's upset. Cause yeah, he I was Trump, Trump old. Yeah, I, I, I said that uh, I wasn't sure what exactly they called Mr. Uh, Mr. Un over in North Korea. I know it wasn't president. I'm sure it wasn't prime minister. So I just referred to him as the supreme leader. So that sounded that's pretty. I think he's actually the supreme leader. I think it's something to that, something to that effect. Oh, okay. I don't think he's, he's not voted in. Yeah, that, that, was just a shot, that was just a shot in the dark. It, it sounded good. So I'm on a roll with it. Okay. Well, great, man. So, um. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. So you know, did Mike, you, uh, Mike, Mike, talk a little bit more about that. Talk a little bit more about. Uh, I, I know that you, that uh, you followed it pretty closely. Um, the conversations with uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia, and so forth and so on. I touched briefly on it, but go ahead and give your 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 point of view in China. Okay. Um, okay. So for those who don't know, Trump said that the, that Putin told him personally that he didn't uh, interfere in the election, but the Kremlin and the Kremlin is where Putin and everyone is in Russia said that those conversations never took place. 
So if they did something they didn't take place, it's kind of just, you know, sir, Trump is lying again, and Putin is playing us for the food. That, uh, you know, he already, Trump already tweeted about haters and food and United States relationship with Russia. So, I mean, it's like every week with this man. You know, obviously, you know, people, when we talk about Trump a lot, and, you know, we got our days that pushed back, and this is my fault this time. The last time it was, you know, bow tie, we kind of got our wires, wires mixed up. But, you know, this time it was my fault. So the next thing you know, I get up, and I'm seeing these tweets. And, you know, there it is. So every week it's something that you can guarantee yourself as, you know, that he's going to say, tweet something or say something disrespectful and crazy. So, I mean, that's just kind of what I have to say with it, man. It's just every week yeah, man. that he, it's, 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 I mean, it's just, it's just like, you know, I see something, it's just like, it's like a joke. And I've been feeling yeah. like this since this place, since he was elected, it's like, nah, this can't be real. Oh, I woke up, it's real. And it's, it's, he, he never sees so many. That the president, the most powerful person really in the world. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I mentioned that a little bit earlier in the show also and, and you know, kind of said, you know, there are times where, you know, it is what it is. I know there's a lot of talk that goes on about um, the different interactions and things and so forth and so on, but it is what it is. He's in office. He's elected. And there's often times where I'm just like, you know what, just uh, just prove me wrong. Like, I'm not even going to get worked up about all the crazy stuff that you do anymore because it seems just to be it is who you are. Just prove me wrong. Do something positive. Do do something that's going to paint us in a good light or, or move us forward, but time and time again, I fall short. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that kind of. I mean, I, I I want to be truly wrong because obviously, if he's successful, and I guess whether whether you can say it's success, because right. you know you can say, hey, he's successful cutting taxes for for people who are in the top one percent. You know, I don't know how that would right. affect you and I, but you know, right. But, I mean, I guess it's just. This is it's almost to the point now. It's just like you ever know, like a woman who's with a trash man. Her expectations are so low. Or it could be a man with a trash woman. So I don't want to be sexist. The expectations are so low for their partner. It is now to the point now. It's on embarrassment. That's right. how Trump is to me. Just like this, don't embarrass me. How <laughs> you you a kid? You you a kid? Your mama takes you to the store. She gave that talk before you go into the store. Like she talked between the teeth and like yank you up by the arm, let you know don't embarrass, don't embarrass me, don't ask me for shit. That's how Trump is. Are you, are you saying this is kind of how Melania lives her life? Hey, man. Melania probably sitting there, <laughs> you know, looking at him, shaking her head like I got myself into. You know, and, you know, it, you know, it's, you know, and because it's not like she got him on the first force of personality or the looks or anything like that. He looks like a, a, a he looks like an orange hair teletubby. He's like so <laughs> ill-built and everything else. And like he's getting fatter as the president. So, I don't know, man. But, uh, I mean, I really don't have anything else to touch on that. But I did want to bring up uh, Louis C.K., the comedian. Did you read about oh, that yeah. story? Yeah, I did hear that. I read that story, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how all these different things are coming out, man. It's just, it's just wild, bro. For, for those who don't know, Louis C.K. is a comedian, great, great comedian. He uh, wrote for he worked with Chris Rock, you know, don't work with a lot of people. The inside of the comedian stuff about how great Louis C.K. is. So Louis C.K. I guess for years was bringing women from uh, I guess into his his office or trailer or whatever, and was masturbating and from and making them watch him masturbate. So, but the interesting thing about the story is, you know, if you look at all of these these people who've been accused of sexual assault or sexual misconduct and sexual harassment. Louis C.K. is the only one who really took it on the chin and admitted to what he's done. He's lost his Netflix right. show, I mean, special. 
and his HBO special. Yeah. And I'm something I want to ask you. I know we spoke about a couple episodes about, but how do we deal with people who are gifted and problematic? I don't know, man. It's a, it's, it's a catch twenty two. I, I I will say that I don't personally don't feel that um, no matter what your gift or talent is, um, that should hold you above um, any other person in that same scenario. So if if you are mistreating women or acting inappropriate or doing something with with underage women or or whatever the case may be, I don't know, but I don't think that your talents or gifts should should allow you an out. Um, I think each one of those individuals needs to need, they should have to face. Um, whatever whatever uh, consequence there is that anybody else would have to face, um, but it is it is a, a bit sad, you know, when when those individuals become problematic because, as you mentioned um, in the previous show, uh, you and I both are huge huge fans of R. Kelly. We're huge fans of R. Kelly, um, and I really I really like his music. I really respect his music. I respect his craft and his talent, but. Um, and allegedly, all the things that he's been alleged of doing, so forth and so on, like I, I just, I just can't necessarily get with it. As, as much as I enjoy the music and, and and things of that nature, I have a problem when um, individuals display a certain level of integrity or lack or lack of, you know what I mean? And I just, it's problematic for me just as a consumer because I want to continue to enjoy the, that 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 music, that style of music, and you know the talent that he brings, but. You know, I, I like Louis C.K., you know, some of, some of the writing and things that he has done in the past, you know, I've been a fan of, but I just I just can't get on board with certain things, you know, certain behaviors, and uh, this is one of them, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think that it's okay for women to be, uh, to be mistreated or, or harassed or anything of that nature, you know? Um, it, furthermore, I don't feel like men should feel the same way, and a lot of times that doesn't get talked about. Um, I know that's not the context, but I know it doesn't get talked about, but, but men go through the same thing, you know, sometimes in the workplace, so forth and so on. So just, just to answer the question, I, I don't I don't think that their gifts should be an out for them. I don't think that they should be treated any differently. Um, but but it is it is a catch-22 because if you really like that, you know, what that, indivi- that talent that individual has, it, it, could, it could affect you personally. Yeah, I kind of... How do you feel? What's, what's your take on it? I mean, kind of, you know, same sentiments, but, you know, and if some people are, in me, in the public eye, are absolved from those sins, you know, for example, mm-hmm. like, you know, James Brown, you know, he was, you know, an alleged woman beater. Miles Davis, mm-hmm. an alleged woman beater. So it seems like certain people get a pass in that. But it's like, it's right. hard. Like, you know, I remember in college having, you know, you know, we used to burn CDs and stuff like that, having the Lou House sex mix. R. Kelly makes a lot of sex songs like Kelly. <laughs> but now I can't, you know, I can't listen to that because it's like, damn, like you're not talking about being sex with an adult. We talking about having allegedly having sex with a minor or running some weird right. practice cult, like we talked about a few episodes ago. So and it's hard because you know, on one hand, you want to enjoy the talent. It's like it's just music or movies or entertainment. But then the other part, it's just like, oh, I can't really get down with this because. This person is talking about having sex with a minor or beating a woman or or harassing her because he has he or she has or he and in most cases now has the power to do these type of things. So <laughs> you know, it's definitely right. something that it's hard, but you know, you just you just have to think I don't judge individuals who do look at R. Kelly and go to concerts and stuff. Hey, you know, more power to you because I was there. You know, but right. I just you know, I'm just kinda I I can't get into it anymore. 
It's kind of one of those things that where do where do you break the where do you where do you break or the the or just between you know that per that individual's persona and them as a person. You know what I mean? Like how much of that goes back and forth? You know, from from just using R. Kelly for an example. You know, the things that he sung about, wrote about, talked about in the songs. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, how much of this is him as a person? Like, does this carry over in his personal life? You know, are some of these things that problematic, or is it just a persona? You know what I mean? Like, is it? I'm just putting up this image. You know, people always talk about rappers and how they may do seven percent of all the things that they rap about. You know, you you might you probably smoke weed. That's the extent of it. You probably never sold bales and bales of kilos of cocaine and weed and shot 37 people in one night like i mean is it a persona or or is it the real life and you know sometimes for a lot of people it doesn't matter and some people it does for you and i i think uh, that it does you know I, I i need someone to have a certain amount of uh integrity and and, and creed about themselves um for me to be able to support them yeah, that goes along with sports know, too. I'm a big, I'm, you and I are big sports fans too, and I feel the same oh, way. Yeah. You know, a lot of things that go on in the NFL, NBA, so forth and so on. You know, these these guys are you know big time. I, I like to see you know guys take a big hit or run a big touchdown, but um, I can't I can't support you if you are you know hitting women or abusing kids or stealing from whomever. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't get down with you. You know if you if you are displaying like in your real life, quote unquote. Uh, your true colors. Oh yeah, man, and uh, I don't know. I kind of had. I don't know if you've seen the Nature Boy Thirty for Thirty. He kind of had that. No, like, man. I need between. to. I need to see it. Oh man, I need to so see I'm that. Give, man. I'm I want to see you, it. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give the full thing. But uh, for those who have seen it, it's just an interesting. I mean, for those who know, Ric Flair was a kind of born wrestler. You know, he was you know Kiss Dillon, you know Rolex wearing Son of a Gun. Wearing, you know, all the roles and all, the, all that type Styling of stuff. Styling profile. But it's really, it's, yeah, but it's really an interesting dynamic between his real name is Rick Flair, and then Rick Flair was a wrestler. So I definitely like, because I know both sides love Rick Flair. I love Rick Flair, too. Because Rick Flair was like, oh, yeah, that white man. I've ever seen in my life. So I don't really want to get into hey, deep, too deep. But huge I thought about Rick Flair it. fan, we man. Talked, we talked about that dichotomy between. You know, the, you know, are you this person, are you that person? So I just thought it was interesting to bring up. So we'll definitely get into it more next week, you know, so after, you know, both sides get a chance to watch it so we can really dig deep into it. But, you know, something like a nice little lead-in to what we're going to do. So uh, I think one of the things that we should really okay. jump into next, man, is, uh, you know, you know what it's time? It's time for folks to sit on the damn Twitter. So uh, both sides, <laughs> you want to lead it off, or would you like for me to? Nah, you can you can roll with it, bro. All right. So the Houston Texans, and you know, for those who know the Houston Texans, we talked about the owner that two weeks, two episodes ago, who uh, two you know, basically ago, yeah. was over last. Yeah, you talked about the players, you know, about not not the inmates not running not running the prison. So talking about the players. So this time, the Houston Texans organization they gave a Coach of the Week award to Pastor Ronnie Mitchell, and you're probably saying, who is Ronnie Pastor Ronnie Mitchell? For those who don't know, Ronnie Mitchell kicked off two players for kneeling during the national anthem. Mitchell made the high school players in front of the crowd take off their pads and jerseys to embarrass them and make them want to go to the locker room because they kneeled for the flag. And he said he did this. He wasn't going let, to let them disrespect the flag, so he decided to humiliate two high schoolers 
because they they want this they want to kneel for civil for civil rights against a, you know abuse against uh cops against people of color. Right. So both uh what do you think about what do you think about Mr. Mitchell or Pastor Mitchell? Yeah, I, I should say. I, I was going to say uh, I, I look at it from a from a pastor standpoint. I'm sure he's preaching, you know, certain things. I'm I'm not going to open that can of worms on this episode right now because I know there's a lot of people that feel a certain way. But um, I just don't think that that was a very um, Christian like God like move. You know what I'm saying? Especially for kids, for minors. I don't care if they're high school or not. They're still kids. You know, um, and, and I think that there is a, a lot. A, if if you wanted to show some sort of discipline or something like that, there's a certain way you could have went about it. Uh, but in this in this circumstance, um, what you're teaching these kids is don't stand up for for what you believe in, and if you do, there's still going to be punishment for you. So um, I definitely think that he can um, sit on that uh, that new NIT version Twizzler. <laughs> How about that? Oh, the, what's the NIT version, man? I mean NIV, New International Version. <laughs> oh, the new, oh, the new International Version. And one thing I wanted to bring yeah. up was like one of our listeners was like, "Hey, why do you tell people to sit on the Twitter?" And for you know, for those that don't know, if you actually watch the classic, get those films, Sunset Park, real Pearl and tell <laughs> somebody Park. in the movie there to sit on, just to sit on the Twitter, and that means go ask yourself. But one of the points yeah, that we try to bring up, we start up things that people may not know. You know, in the world of like, hey, you know, this person is doing problematic things, so we tell them to go sit on the tours with the rest go heck themselves in a classic type of way. So uh, that's kind of one of the listen to talking about we tell people to sit on the tours. So, you know, I'm going to. I got both out Rhea Perlman. Oh, yeah, man. I love that movie, man. You know, so that's another one of the films that you guys should watch. So uh, the next person who's going to sit on the tours, and it pains for me to say this. Is oh, I, I know where this is going. Better known as Juice. Better known as OJ. So, uh, OJ, you know, for, for those who don't know, OJ currently on parole. So, when you're on parole, there's certain things you can't do. You're not really supposed to drink alcohol, be around felons, uh, drink. Uh, I mean, as far as, of course, you drugs, those type of things. So, they say OJ was out there acting drunk and disorderly in the Cosmopolitan uh, Hotel in Las Vegas. Now, I just watched something before the show started. O.J. said it wasn't true, even the hotel said it wasn't true. But for me, O.J., now, brother, you've been under the, he, you've been under the public, like, since, what, 94, 95? I mean, Man, it's true because, you know, after the, after Nicole Brown was, you know, murdered and Ron, Ron Goldman was murdered, the case, I'm not going to get into it. But, my man, you know they are after you. Dog, you went right. to jail and did nine years for going back to getting your stuff back for something that should have been like two years or, or you know, uh, one to two years. But I'm not putting myself in no type of thing. Like, I'm scared of my no shadow situation. at this point. Right. And my man, did you know OJ was living on the, on the compound? They said OJ had a wave crib out in Vegas. His homeboy hooked him up. Got the pool, got the mini golf course, got all the amenities that you want. I'm sure Juice is probably bringing the white Becky's back up in there, laying them on down, <laughs> like, you know, laying them on down like he was, you know, back in the day. Shout out to the Beckys, holding it down. So I've got to hey, give man, OJ, I'm, man, to go ahead. I feel you, bro. Like, I was going to say, man, just the fact that you know that people are literally looking for you to fail. They're hoping for you to fail. They're trying to make you fail, trying to set you up like like OJ. Like, come on, bro. Like, 
You need you you need a you need a better better cabinet around you. Your 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 people that you keep around your close circle they letting you down. I wouldn't if I was OJ. I would literally just be posted up in the compound all day long, all day, chilling. If I want to go bowling, all right, we figure out figure out a way to go bowling without a whole bunch of people. Like, dude, like I'm not trying to be around anything. It's it's crazy, bro. OJ, you got to do better, man. Do better, Orenthal. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, man, I hate to do this because, you know, I like Naked Gun. I like the show back in the day, first and ten, when I think O.J. was his uh, <laughs> general manager or announcer or something like that. And for those who don't know, first and first, that's old school. So I used to watch that with my daddy, like, with Delta Burke. That's how long. That's like 1987. Hey, man, Naked anyway, Gun was man. my movie, though, bro. Yeah, so uh, I, got to give, I, got to give, I got to give the juice, man, that pull and black licorice, you know, twisting, man. So O.J., sit on that pull and pill twizzler. Spin around and get yourself together, bro. Because if you go to jail again, you ain't gonna make it out, you know. So, Zeus, I feel I don't feel bad. I just, I'm just like just amazed how stupid you are. So sit on the toilet with OJ. So that yeah, right, pretty much. Sit on the toilet. Hey man. So so both times, you know, we both are hip hop heads, and we're gonna talk more about music in this episode. But I want to bring something up. So we talked about OJ, right? Being on parole and being in a situation. So. Give me a thought, quick thought on the Meek Mill situation. Because he's similar. He's on, I think, parole. I think he's on parole. Well, he was on parole. Something like that. So what do you think yeah. about that? I, I think it's just an, another classic case of someone um, not being very smart. You know, You're, you you know, you, he's aware of his situation. He knows what, you know, his legal struggles or personal issues are, so forth and so on. So you got to know that there are certain things that you should and should not do, you know, places, circumstances to push yourself in and so forth and so on. And uh, I think that he done just that. And now they're making, the, the system is making an example out of them. Um, do I, do I feel like um, there could be some, some, a little bit of unfair treatment or um, some bias against, you know, them, him or OJ, but, you know, as black men or celebrities or something like that, I think there could be a small element of that, but I also feel like there's a part of that yourself where you have to understand that uh, things are not, made for you to succeed and you know you reach a level of success and that people are going to try to tear you down but also you you have a you have a certain you know background or history or whatnot or or certain rules that you need to follow and if you don't do those things and people see it you know then it's going to come back to affect you so i mean like i i feel and, and there's a way there's a little bit of me that wants to support him but then there's a lot of me that's like just stop being stupid because you know what it is you know what i'm saying yeah and I, I'm, I'm going to jump, you know, I, I agree with you on some of those sentiments, but I feel like he got, kind of got the shaft from the system there because, you know, it wasn't for the drug test. He did fail a drug test a while ago, but he's been clean for like two months. But the, he violated because of two cases that were thrown out. Like one was like a fight, and the other one was like him driving in a, in a video. In a video, obviously, he had to get a permit and all that type of stuff, make both cases out. I do feel like as black men, we are uh, we're a target. So you always got to watch. Like OJ, you always have to. Like when my parents always told me, you always have to do better, be a step, three or four steps ahead of everybody else. So right. My daddy just, used to always tell me that. It's it's, it's sad because now the brother's going be gone for two to three years for some stupid stuff, and he's not going to be able to make money to support his family and everything else because of of that. But uh, you know, I just want to get your viewpoint on this. OJ's having his situation, and you know, this this see another brother go down. It's 
it's sad, man. And we're a grown man. It's fine. We all about uplifting everybody, but stuff with people who look like us, you know. So right. that's just something that we – I don't want to kind of bring up to you, man, before we get to sports. So uh, we're going to get to the NBA, man, and uh, I'm going to let you talk about the whole thing with with with, uh, with Lonzo, the Triple B, LeVar, and Le, and, uh, and Gemma. <laughs> Big ball of bread. <laughs> yeah, man, I – I, I don't understand it. So uh, for those who don't know, follow the NBA or anything like that. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start. We'll start with the latter, the Jello, Leangelo Ball. He's the the second of the of the Ball boys. Um, was allegedly accused of allegedly uh, shoplifting in China uh, from a, I don't know was it was it Louis Vuitton or Gucci or something like that. One of the high end stores. Multiple stores. It was like it was multiple stores. It was like YSL. I think Louis Vuitton and Gucci. So they were just going from store to store to store, allegedly. So, yeah, so they, they allegedly uh, have been accused of shoplifting in China, uh, him and three teammates. So, number one, um, being a, a high-profile individual – okay, let me, let me back up. Being in China and you over there at one of the, one of the top basketball uh, programs in, in the nation, in the world – you're already on high alert. People are already looking at you guys. People are already, you know, got eyes on you, so forth and so on. For you to be stupid enough, if they were uh, stealing, to, to do something like that, that's, that's just dumb because all the eyes are already on you. Number two, uh, your, your daddy, you, you know, your brother's made it to the NBA, and your daddy's kind of, you know, made a good thing for himself, for, for your family. You guys got the YouTube show, you know, your tennis shoes, your, your clothing brand, things of that nature. So it's not necessarily like you needed to steal anything. So like I kind of look at it as one of those th- things. It's hey, he's a, you know one of the one of the uh, as you call it, cul-de-sac gangsters. They're looking for a little street cred. You know, I'm doing mm-hmm. this, or I'm out here doing that, or I don't want to ride on the coattails of my brother, whatever the case may be. You just you you might have really screwed yourself because uh, you don't want to go to jail in China. And I think they still Ooh. have them over there in some type of custody, but you you don't want to do any of that China jail time, like. I, I no jail yeah, time is good, but over over there it's 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 a bit of a situation if you end up going to jail over there. Uh, but on the flip side, you know Lonzo, the one the the, the uh, Lakers point guard, uh, has become uh, become the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple double. So a lot of folks have been giving him a lot of flack. A lot of NBA players trying to go at him for the words of his daddy. He, you know he hasn't been doing a lot of talk, but his daddy is almost like the king of smack talk. But a lot of folks expect him to, you know, to come out and be this. I'm going to score 28 points and do this and do that. That's just not his game. You know, he, he's more of a legit point guard. He's got good vision. You know, he's a decent shooter, even though he hasn't been shooting very well. Um, but, you know, for his, his style of game, is a triple-double type game. Um, so I definitely, uh, I definitely think that, you know, congrats to Lonzo, number one, uh, for, for, for that feat but, and keeping his head up. But for two, you know, hopefully LeVar – uh, can kind of get get the reins in, pulled in on on, on Jello, and, and get some things straightened out. Because, like I said, shoplifting, that, that, dude, that's just not who you are. Go go play ball, you know. Oh yeah, and also for those who don't know, that's a three in China. It's like a three to ten year uh, case that you would do in there, yeah. and also in the Chinese courses, I think like a ninety nine percent guilty rate. So, you know, you put right. all that together. You know, this is in the United States. You get a slap on the wrist. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, right. all right, man. So, you know, like I said, I, mean, I guess we could have gave Leangelo and his teammates, but, you know, they could have sat on the sports of for being stupid, but they're boys. So, 
we'll get on. We'll, we might have to have them sit on the toilet later. They'll do something else stupid. But, you know, they, you know, uh, we did a lot of stupid stuff. We were 18 and 19, so. LeVar come for you, man. Oh, yeah, you know, LeVar's a big dude, too, man. Listen, I've seen LeVar run to that wrestling ring, boy, and, you know, walking around, <laughs> walking around, and he was going to do something. But, uh, hey, man, so, uh, so speaking on Big Ballers, as y'all know, both side press is a Bulls fan. And Mike J, I mean, uh, yeah, here I we go. No, 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 and they and they play it on Friday night. So both side, what was the final score? Uh, you know what? Shout out! I, I I give my props. You know, I take L's just as much as I take the W. So you know, I give Pacers their props. Uh, Pacers, they 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 did get in the Bulls. They they put one on. I think it was like one hundred five to eighty seven or something like that. So. Uh, they put the you foot on the throat and, and beat beat them up a little bit. So you know, I, I take that. You know what I'm saying? You bull, yeah. Bulls, we are uh, in bad situation right now. Our 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 uh, front office is uh, let's just say they are heaping piles of fertilizer. Let's just say that um, pretty much ran that Bulls organization into the ground. But nonetheless, like I said, I, I take the I take the L's just like I take the W. So you know. I took I I gave the shout out, gave props when my when my cubbies went down, and I'll I'll take it this time too. You know, we'll see y'all again in December and then again in February. So, we'll I'm not I'm not predicting anything, but I will say we'll, we should we should be able to get at least one of them games. How about that? Well, how about this, man? You know, Bobby Portis is now the Bulls organization. You know, Bobby is a nice hey, guy. Pretty- team. So when you think so you think of the Bulls. When you think of Bulls, you think of Bobby Porter. So Bobby Porter said that we, we know we're gonna that we're gonna play better. That Bobby Porter definitely gonna play better. He's the coach, the strength coach, the general manager, and I'm sure he. And if you know if Bobby Porter says, you know Bobby Porter's gonna get the get a statue outside the United Center. For those who don't know, Bobby hey, Porter Bob. broke one of his teammates. He broke his teammate's face and gave him a concussion earlier this year. So uh, yeah, Bobby man. Porter is a man. Bobby, Bobby's a beast. Yeah, yeah Bob, Bobby's Bobby a beast and boys. Beast and. And Bobby's from Arkansas, so he might be like banging a little rock. You remember that HBO series came out in the nineties? They were talking about gang banging <laughs> a little rock. A little rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was that was a classic. I ain't never seen nobody. Hey, that was a classic. No iron no damn jeans. Legit classic. Yeah, man. Banging a little rock. So, yeah, I get paid for their props though. Get paid for their props. They they playing yeah. well, you know. Uh, Miles is a good young talent. You know, I hate to say it, but I think he's gonna be a good uh, a good uh, big man in the league. I think he's definitely going to continue to to, to develop and be a uh, a force to be reckoned with. But man, Oladipo, man, I I did not see this coming. Man, he's been killing it, killing the league. So uh, definitely, definitely give him props. You know, I hate him. I hate their damn guts, but I give them their props. I I hate the Bulls' guts too. Like if it was just I had a chance, <laughs> like slaughtering the whole organization. Like what? Like I would never wish anybody to die or anything like that. But if they practice. Facility got blown up or something like that, and they had to practice in them projects like a hoop dreams. I mean, I wouldn't feel bad for them. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, I feel I feel the same way about the Pacers, though. You know, I live in Indiana, and I live in Indianapolis, and you know, I'd be willing to take the the economic hit for the Pacers just to go away. You know, I, I I'd pay a little bit higher taxes just for them bastards just to dissolve and go away. See, both sides one of those cats. You know, for Indianapolis, we got a lot of people who, like, uh, they jump on other teams and stuff like that. They like, but we get some people from northern Indiana, from, like, you know, Gary, you know, from the northern region, as they call it. You know, they wish in Chicago, but you're not. 
You know, y'all can get it. Nah, I never you know, said that. I, I, don't, I don't claim no, to be no, 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 like no, that. No, 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 Long wingspan, so you know they can really be yeah. close that on the shooters. But I'm gonna go with Kentucky. But man, I'm gonna yeah. kind of switch it up a little speaking bit. Speaking of Kentucky, play, speaking of Kentucky players, real quick, like you know, I, I know we done all oh. our NBA stuff, and predictions, you no, know, you're good, you're episodes that go so forth and so on, man. Uh, but uh, shout out to De'Aaron Fox. Everybody knows that I, that, you know, I paid him to be a, a rookie of the year. Dude's been balling out there in Sacto, bro. Hit a game one or the other night. Had a nasty dime yeah, to, I don't know if it was Collie Stein or what, yeah, but uh, De'Aaron Fox has been killing it out there. So, you know, shout out shout out to him. You know, make your, make your boy Bowtie Fresh look good, De'Aaron, and get that Roy. Yeah, man, I uh,
you know, for those who don't know, Bowtie and I are like musical lovers. So some stuff that we like, yeah. I say it's in the pocket that we both love, and other stuff that we just like differ on. So uh, this week in music has been into like the last week in music has been interesting. So Bowtie sent me something. I'm giving you out behind the scenes of how we create the show, and he sent me something like, "Yo, Heavy D died this week." So Bowtie, we talked about Heavy D. Give me your best Heavy D, your favorite Heavy D songs, and a Heavy D, maybe a Heavy D memory. Hey, yo, uh, so for me, I, I was a big Heavy D fan, you know what I'm saying? I will say that I got a tie for, for my my favorite every Heavy D song, Overweight Lover in the House, and uh, nothing, uh, nothing But Love for You. I got nothing but love for you, baby. I was a guy. Uh, I do, I did like, now that we found love. That was a, that was a cut, oh, too, but that was Overweight Lover. Yeah, man. But Overway Lover and and uh, and uh, Nothing But Love probably my favorite. I did like Candy Rain with 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 uh, I mean I can't think of that little so for real, the so for, so for real, so yeah. for real, bro, so for real. Heavy so D, for real, yeah, so, so for real. Hey, that's that's a couple yep, of cuts, yep. man. Hey, I heard my that was I heard a, cut, a little young cat. I had a little I heard a little young cat. I was in the grocery store the other day. He was singing the uh, he was singing Candy Rain. It was a, yeah, it was a Saturday. I heard him sing. I just thought laughing. For me, man, it's uh, overwhelming. So, I, I, I got a funny memory for you, though. So what, what really stands out for Heavy D, you remember that crazy cross-colors trench coat that he had? It was like it had one <laughs> patch was red, one patch was green, one patch was blue. Man, my pops had that trench coat. For those who don't know, man, Mike J know my pops. My pops was an ill hey, brother, man. man. My pops is like 6'4", like 240, and he <laughs> – and he didn't have a curl then, but he had he had like the like the like that like after curl fro. Hey man, he had he had that heavy D coat, that heavy D trench coat, man. He's a big dude. You know, my dad used to wear the daggone loafers with no socks. Hey, but he had the he used hey, to rock man. that cross colors trench, something terrible, bro. So that'd probably be my favorite that heavy D memory. Man. Not not of heavy D, but like my my pops channeling his inner heavy D. <laughs> hey man, was that what he had the blue band? Yeah, bro. And that, <laughs> and hey, that blue man, astro band. Yeah, man. It's like both times we've been boys. So we're brothers since we was like 10 years old, right? So, like, you know, we yeah, still play man. basketball, right? My daddy, we you know, play. We all knew each other in church and everything. And Sam, I mean, both times daddy would play, right? So, both times daddy came out there, y'all, with a, with a red silk tank top. <laughs> and with the magical. Both of our daddy looked like he, he looked like he looked like he was a casting out of a Jamaican in uh, one of those Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> so, but he was getting the post, man. So one day we'll tell the story of all our Hey, my daddy, man, my daddy would kill him in the post with the sky hook, though, man. Like you couldn't yeah. stop him. Yeah, so yeah, man. So that that was funny, man. So my favorite heavyweight D song, probably Overweight Lover. But the heavy D moment, I two things heavy D moments. One was when he was on a was on a different world, and then he ended up performing. Oh, he was yeah. like Dwayne Wade said, "Work together." And then the second yeah. heavy D memory is uh, <laughs> when Trouble T, Trouble T Roy, and he was one of heavy D's dancers. He died in Indianapolis, uh, and Marcus yeah. Square where the Pacers used to play. So that's just something that was always be living in for me. You know, and I think of heavy D was thinking about you know Trouble T Roy dying. So, uh, you know, I didn't yeah. get depressed, but, you know, it was popular in my mind. But, yeah, Heavy was, I mean, you know, my dad, I'm a big brother, big smooth type cat. Heavy was always laced, you know, was always, yeah, you know, always kept, you know, kept the honey with him and all that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he motiv- motivated Heavy was that cat, man. Another big brother who uh, 
who was born this week was Big Pun. Big Pun, uh, you know, one of the best lyricists I've ever heard in my life. So, uh, hey, go try to give me your favorite Big Pun song. Uh, my favorite Big Pun song would probably be Twins. He was with Fat Joe on there. Yeah. That was a that was a cut for me. Uh, I did like Still Not a Player with with Joe, but uh, as far as like rap, like I, I, Twin, Twins is a cut that I can listen to every day, all day, and he like like Pun killed it on there to me. Yeah, man, I'm probably gonna have to go with like Dream Shatter, but I got a funny story, right? So, uh, you know, for those who don't know, Mike Zay's parents was kind of strict on the hip hop, so I would just sneak and get it. Yeah. So I remember. <laughs> So I remember, like, okay, so this is a, this is how this is a true story. So my mother, she used to work for this developer, and they had a WCLC, which is like one of our radio station in Indianapolis. They came, and they were giving away stuff. So they ended up, I ended up getting the Harlem World CD, so I had it on tape. But then at the same day I was there, they had I met John. Uh, what's my man from uh, from the Wayne Brothers? John Williamson. Oh, John Witherspoon. John Pops. John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Yeah, Witherspoon. So yeah. John Witherspoon was at was at her job, right? So John Witherspoon had like a he had like a uh, one of them old man two piece outfits. <laughs> so I mean, I was like, hey, <laughs> so he shook my hand and everything. I was like, well, damn, he's probably what I thought. So this is so that you don't want to think I'm getting a big part. So I'm at I'm on my mother's job. I'm like, damn, I said, man, I can so I got some money. I'm gonna go walk and sleep. No, this is a big pun season. So I was on <laughs> I walked crazy business. So I walked, man, from like 52nd out of the road to 46th Keystone, which is a haul. Man, that's <laughs> a haul, bro. Hey, man. But Did I you got, go to Midtown Music? Was, is that I where you went? You went to Midtown Music? Music. Yeah, I went to Midtown Music. I paid $15 for it. Probably more than that. Because Midtown used to be one of those spots. You know, you know, CDs used to come out on Tuesdays back in the day. Now they come out on Fridays. Well, stuff, yeah, they would get it early. But they would sell it early. So it was like a Saturday. So I snuck up to Midtown and got the CD, man. So that was banged and banged and banged. I like almost every song off that off that piece, man. So when I when I seen that this week in hip-hop, the big pun, that made me think of that moment years and years ago. I, was, I wasn't driving yet. So, you know, I walked probably a good mile and a half. What do you say about mile and a half? Maybe it was two, about a mile and a half, you know, close to two miles, yep. You know, yep. but, you know, back and forth, so it was like three or four miles. So uh, definitely, man. So, uh, and other things that came out this week, the Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, one of the greatest hip-hop <sighs> albums ever. So classic, both sides, give me a classic give me, album. Give me some, give me some, give me, give me a thought about the album and your favorite song. Uh, thought about the album, hands down, top five album for me, period. I mean, as, as it just is what it is. That that album was ridiculous. Love Tribe Called Quest, uh, R.I.P. Fife. You know, just man, like that. That like that. It's just all bangers on that bad boy. But I, for me, uh, uh, electronic electric relaxation. That's gonna be one. Sucker uh, Negro. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it clean. Sucker Negro for that. Uh, actually, Sucker Nigga. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. <laughs> uh, sucker Nigga yeah, relaxation right. and uh, probably. Uh, I probably go with uh, eight million stories. I'd probably go with that for for like those would probably be my cuts off of that. But man, like literally, I could just listen to the whole album just on repeat and not get tired of it, bro. For me, man, what about you know, you? like I said, cause we were we were young when that came out, and that was when they used to see like BET, Rap City, and uh, really Rap City, but even like those TV raps, 
So we didn't get a lot of that stuff here, so people weren't really bumping it. Because for those who don't know, for those who people who come up from in that county, not like us, cats will like you know have car. They listen to gangster music and child talk. Plus, it's not that. So for me, it would be electrical relaxation. Probably one of my favorite hip hop songs ever. Uh, lyrics to the lyrics to go in a mm-hmm. in a war tour. Mm-hmm. My favorite my favorite three Ooh, songs off of the off yeah. of that off of that off that off that album. So definitely for those who have never listened to Midnight Marauders, man, listen Please to it. Listen it's to great. It. I mean the beats, the samples, the lyrics, it's poignant, it's 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 great listening. So you know, we were young boys coming up. But this is something else, man, I kinda wanna throw at you. So another thing another album that came out this week. Little Kim Hardcore. And for those who ah. we were young boys, though, <laughs> hey, man, so give me some thoughts about Little Kim Hardcore <laughs> and maybe some favorite hey, man, Kim, Hey, man, Little Kim Car- Hardcore, nigga, the only, the only thoughts that, I, that, that go through my mind probably cannot be fully shared on air. Huh, just just remember when CDs used to come out, you used to get that little book or the little, little folded paper oh, to yeah. come out, the little, the little cover thing. Uh, yeah, just... Just enjoy that. That was that was that was before his time, bro. For real, especially especially for young cats, it was like woo wee. That 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 oh, yeah. on uh, yeah. Um, I will say that my my song my favorite songs on that bad boy. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna be I guess you could say uh, uh, mainstream or whatever. I liked Crush on You. Thought that was a that, that was definitely a banger. And then uh, Queen Bee. Like those are probably my two favorite songs that stand out. Just that 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 I liked. For me, man, it's the same. Cause I remember I used to buy it. For those who know Mike J, like some years ago, I would buy every source and every vibe every month. That would be my thing. Yeah. Gotta have a source, gotta have a vibe, and winter fresh gone. That's that was the Mike J. You know, that was me. So Lil Kim had the poster before the album came out with her busting it open. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like yeah. a young boy too, but I was like, I was like, uh oh, monkey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Had, so uh, had that old had that old moose knuckle. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely showing 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 out, man. And I mean, I, and I like this from Junior Mafia. Cause, you know, you know, Biggie's writing their lyrics, but I don't like, you know, I like the stuff from Junior Mafia. But when that came out, I ended up thinking getting that too. And I like the Big Mama thing with Jay Z, Queen Bitch, and the Crush on You remix. Because the regular Crush on You was this little seized by himself. And for those who don't know, yeah. Cameron wrote uh, Crush on You, but the Crush on You remix. Those was just a banger. Queen Bitch, that was like, you know, it was so good. Uh, that's definitely something that uh, that I wanted to throw out there. I'm going to throw a bonus album out for you both. Uh, so another album that came out, I think in 93, during this, this during the last week or so, End of the Wu-Tang. You know, so favorite song <laughs> off End of the Wu-Tang. And for those who don't know, that's the first Wu-Tang album, like the first Wu-Tang Clan album. Yeah, I threw both sides. I threw both sides. I threw out hitting with the left. He wasn't expecting that. What did you say? Uh, for some for some reason, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was my my audio or or what, but something kind of went wrong. I couldn't I couldn't hear something for a second. No, I was asking this also this week. Enter the Wu Tang came out in nineteen ninety three. So give me your favorite oh, song yeah. Enter the Wu Tang. Yeah. Oh man, well definitely shout out to Meth. Meth is probably one of my favorite rappers off of that, uh, or just in general. Um, I guess I guess I will say. Uh, I'm gonna go with Shame on a Nigga, uh, Cream number for, for also, but I mean just other other stuff out there that the cats probably ain't listening to. But um, 
Seventh Chamber. That was another good one. I don't know. That's probably be my three. Yeah, for me, it would be uh, Cream, M-A-T-H-O-D, man, and uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't that <laughs> fuck with. That's probably, that's probably top, my top three songs of that. So, well, something is, you know, if, you know, something I like to do, you know, we go back and, you know, history, because, you know, we, you know, both times, we hip-hop kids. You know, we, we 80s babies, but we grew up in the 90s. So, uh, yeah. you know, even like today, both I was over in the old hood near Kensington, man, today, man. That's what that's what I used to live at, on the east side of uh, Naptown, man. So I haven't been out there in a while, man. So we went out was out there today. But, it's uh, a lot different hey, man, from when you lived there, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, dog. We was the out whole there. Side of town. Nothing out there. You know, but now it's like everything is out there. So it's interesting because both sides, you know, now it's like he doesn't live that far from where I used to live. So it's just kind of how how life has definitely changed us. So I I moved to the west side where he used to stay, and he moved to the east side where I used to stay. So we did those right. switcheroo. But, man, I've seen this something on Twitter that I wanted to ask your opinion about. So uh, I, it was this Twitter, a lady on Twitter, her name is Jasmine Lawson. And she named songs that are mandatory that black people play anytime black people get together. <laughs> he said, swag, surfs, back that ass up, and knock at your butt. So you know, I've been I've been in different places where all three songs have been played. So uh, give me your three songs that you will feel like they're mandatory when black people get together. I don't know, man. Like I, I don't, I can't say that I necessarily think about swag surf at all. And I honestly yeah. forgot that Nuck, Nuck if you buckle was even a song. Um, <laughs> so like I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just a. a a generation thing. I don't know. I'm not whoever this person is. I I would imagine I'm not that much older than that person. But um, I definitely think back that ass up. That that's mandatory no matter what. So I I, I do agree with her on that. Um, I would probably say celebration. Um, what is that? Cooling the game. They made so celebration. Oh, yeah. So I think that that oh, I think yeah. that would be a cut that is mandatory. That when when black people get together or when we gather. Um, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think that that's another one that kind of gets everybody moving and stuff. I don't know. Like those probably be my three. Uh, for my family, um, or for me personally, uh, let's get small by Trouble Funk. That's all. That always gets played at our functions. But whether it's a barbecue or just a just a general week, just all kicking it on a weekend or something, I always play a little bit of Let's Get Small. So uh, those are probably be my songs. Um, I don't know. What What about you? Oh wait a minute! I, I'm gonna uh, throw me, in that. I'm gonna throw in the clean Nelly country grammar, the clean version that always gets played at my functions too. Oh man, they sound like they're they line dancers. But for me, man, it would be uh, <laughs> it would be definitely, and that's crazy for those who don't know. Both time I we had basically cousins on the same side of same side of the family. But uh, for real, yeah. like for me, flags are probably nothing. But I was funny. I was in events. This I was at an event with with some teenagers. I was helping chaperone. And Swag Server came on, man. It got crazy. And, of course, I told y'all, we talked last week about Back That Ass Up. And Nuck If You Buck, I think I was in college when they came out. Yeah, I was in college. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Nuck, Nuck If You Buck, because both sides didn't want really to go out, but I did. So, uh, you know, so that was definitely something I remember being on. And Nuck If You Buck would get the, like, get the party, like, hype. But for me, none of those songs, really, you know, the favorite songs would be, uh, would be uh, let me see, one of them wait, wait, wait. songs. Uh, you definitely before I let go. You know you can't you can never go wrong with Frankie Beverly Sussex before I let go. Yeah. You know even in the, in the old schools will get that 
for me, I, I love Back That Ass Up. I think it is one of the greatest songs ever in any genre. Agreed. And the last Agreed. One, and the last one, I don't know, man. Like, uh, damn. You know, it's, I'm trying to think of something that was, I think is damn mandatory. I, I don't know. I mean, do you go with something like Wobble? Yeah, but for me, I guess for me, like being somebody who hung out and really was out on the town and on the scene back in the day, man, I love Wipe Me Down. You put Wipe Me Down on, man, I'm going to lose <laughs> my damn shit. Anytime, shoulders, chest, I'm gonna lose pants, it. shoes. Shoulders, chest, <laughs> pants, hey, shoes. Man. <laughs> Hey man, I, I, you, I'm, I'm, glad, I, I'm just glad they didn't have camera phones. But I was really, really on my, you know, going out type shit. Shout out to Pure and shout out to Dax. We shut the club down. Uh, used to be Jermaine O'Neal, former NBA Pacers player. Used to have a club there, man. So my homeboys and I, we jumped on stage. We danced on stage at the club, man. So shout out, shout out <laughs> to Dax and shout out to Pure. You know what I'm saying for for holding it down at uh, at seven, making Jermaine O'Neal spot. But yeah, man, I definitely have to go wipe me down. Back that ass up, and uh, before I let go, man, that's to me those are mandatory songs. And a bonus song might be Return of the Mac. And for those who know more Mike J, Mike J loves Return of the Damn Mac. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I put that on. You you got you got me ready to roll, man. So uh, that's definitely something uh, that that uh, you know that I love that. So you know, that's one thing. If you guys have some mandatory songs. Don't black people to get together. I'm gonna put this out on my Twitter after the episode. Shoot us a tweet, or shoot us an Instagram, shoot us a, 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 a email, and we will talk about that on our next show. Man, I'm surprised. Like I, I honestly am surprised that something like you know that neither one of us uh, saw anything like the like a uh, like the wobble or or anything like that come up. Like typically, <clears throat> excuse me, that is something that. Or the, those are some songs that, that typically come up. You know, everybody likes to get up and do the line dancing, or you know, what, what, what have you, or whatever it's called. I don't, want, I don't like to call it line dancing, but I don't know what else to call it. But I don't know. Like I, I, I was, I was totally expecting at least you to say something, or maybe, maybe our listeners will give us, give us that. Maybe they'll chime in, or they'll, they'll break us over the coals for not including that, because. You know the the wobble does get it set off. I was at a um, what they call a wine and canvas type event, and uh, they started playing that bad boy kind of like in a like in an intermission type thing. You know, just kind of let you stand up and stretch a little bit. Man, it got live. And when I say it got live, it was it wasn't just a just the as you say the color folk man. Everybody started getting <laughs> like getting busy. Man, it was a pregnant Becky. And she was made going to town. <laughs> so I'm like, does, does, does the wobble get it going like that? Like, goodness gracious. Yeah, man. I mean, I enjoy the wobble, but when I was, like, out, out and hanging and kicking it, those were, these were some of the songs that I really, really was like, you know, I mean, I was enjoy, enjoying my time all up in college, as they say. So, you know, that was a all song. Yeah, wobble definitely something. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things that you can always put on, man. But, uh. These are songs that I even heard now. If I was in my car, I would like listen. But I've never heard the wobble on the radio. I think the last time I did yeah. the wobble, I was at a colleague's 40th birthday party. So you know that'll be that'll be something I you know that I will uh, that probably would include. But those are, it's not like one of my favorite songs or keep it shuffle or anything like that. I mean I did it, but that wasn't anything like I really like to listen to. But uh, definitely for so listeners, you know if y'all have a 
y'all have a favorite song that you feel like mandatory when black people get together, I'm going to tweet it out. Let us know, man. We definitely will talk about it on the, on the next show so we can, uh, you know, kind of discuss some views and all those type of things. Now so, I got that uh, damn wipe me down in my head. Hey, man, wipe me down is a classic. You know, especially for those <laughs> who were going out during that time, man. Like I said, shout out to Pure, shout out to that. You know, we was out there, man, on stage, being in the area in Indianapolis, in Colorado, Ripple, and, and my boy Pure stopped the car and started dancing in the middle of the street. I mean, the middle of the street. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like the streets are shutting down here in uh, Indianapolis or not town we like to call it. We just start get out the car and start dancing in the middle of the street. <laughs> but we was having a good time, man. So, uh well, definitely, man. I think we about done with this episode, both times. So I'm gonna have you finish. Have you finish this up, man? So we can go and get ahead and get out of here. Yeah, man. So definitely, again, thanks everybody for uh, for listening to with us. Hope you guys had a good time. You know, en- enjoying this conversation that Mighty J and I had. We apologize for the technical difficulty earlier, but you know, we as y'all listening to us as you work out or uh, you know when you drive to or from wherever you're going, you know, just know that we we are here for y'all and. We enjoy uh, giving y'all this type of content and look forward to hearing from you. Um, I do want to leave you guys with a little something, as I typically do. Um, I want to uh, just drop a gem in in this day and age. Everybody is so motivated, and, you know, you hear about, you know, got to get this money and get this and do that and do this. Everybody's all about, you know, achievement or flossing or whatever. But uh, what I want to say is uh, never get too busy making a living, making a living that you forget to make a life. Um, so marinate on that a little bit. Um, I hope you get something out of that um, because there's there's definitely um, a life that you should live as opposed to just making that living. So um, peace and love to every one of y'all. Uh, many blessings to those that are going through, you know, whatever your struggle may be, you will overcome it, you know. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for the support for the Grown Man This Podcast. Mike J, it's all on you. Hey, man, I'm just, you know, appreciate everybody for rocking with us, you know. It was just crazy. Before the show started, we were talking, and then my mic just went out. So I was just like, oh, I'm trying to struggle to get it to work, man. But now we appreciate the support. You know, episodes, every episode basically is trending up, so we're getting more and more listeners. So I appreciate you guys that are spreading the show to your friends, your family, your coworkers, and that type of thing. So we keep giving you our content. And it's probably our show day's probably going to change till Sunday. Uh, you know now, so definitely have you something to listen to on your way to work and everything else, like both times. So we just appreciate y'all rocking with us. And, you know, we definitely got some great ideas coming up for you know after the you know after the holidays and those type of things. So we'll be putting that stuff out. So uh, definitely peace, love, and bless for everybody. Thanks for the support, and we out this peace. We out, y'all. Later. Later. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829 while supplies last. See store for details.